0: free shipping and prices less than big box retailers. And right now, save 50% off any order during Blindster's extended President's Day sale. Hurry, sale ends March 1st. Blindster.com <laughs> This is the KBLA Sports Minute with Ray Richardson. Ray Richardson. The Lakers medical staff will be paying close attention to LeBron James's right foot heading into Tuesday's game in Memphis. LeBron said he heard something pop when he fell to the floor late in the third quarter of Sunday's win in Dallas. LeBron was able to finish the game. He scored 11 of his 26 points in the fourth quarter. After the game, LeBron was walking with a limp. No word yet on his status for Tuesday night. The Clippers have some work to do to stay among the top six teams in the Western Conference. They slipped a fifth after Sunday's loss at Denver. The Clippers are 2-4 and four in their last six games. No debates, no speculation, just the info you need. That's your KBLA Sports Minute. I'm Ray Richardson. This sports report was brought to you by Original Taco Pete. Aaron, at Original Taco
1: Pete's, come in today for our tasty season black taco. We're at 327 West Lawson off Crenshaw or call 323-348-4441 What we're going to do right here is go back back.
0: back. KBLA Talk 1580 is turning up the frequency in Black History Month. Be on the lookout for some familiar faces as the Metro K-Line is currently wrapped in KBLA Talk 1580. Make sure you visit the KBLA Talk 1580 online store now open for business with all kinds of fresh merch. Don't miss a single episode of The Motivator, Les Brown's month-long radio residency. You've Got to Be Hungry, weekdays at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m., exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. And Afternoons Just Got Real. Real people, real talk, real issues, real solutions. Be sure to check out Ariva Martin in real time on your way home. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6. Turning up the frequency all black history month long. We're unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580 and we don't black Blackdown. down.
1: We're just trying to close up the wealth gap. Get to this generational wealth, bet that. We're going to lift off like a jetpack. Time to tune in, not just speaking real facts. Nice. Right here is everything you need This ain't no get rich quick thing Create your own economy Cause we're ahead of the crypto curve, yeah Create your own economy Let's get ahead of the crypto curve, yeah Learn from the queen of crypto, your host Naja Roberts, leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind.
2: Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time. One Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time, and ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. Today is Monday, February 27th. And what a great day it is. And you know, we have some incredible things happening this day. There's a lot to talk about in the cryptocurrency space. But before we get going, we're going to say happy birthday to Cryptopians. Rhonda Stewart, Charles McDaniel, DeAndre Hearn, and Joy King. To all of you, I'd like to say a very blessed day. Happy birthday to you. I hope today is filled with all the love, joy, peace, and happiness you deserve this day. And today is what I consider Momentum Monday. (laughs) And it's just one of those days, ladies and gentlemen, where the momentum seems to be going, but not in the direction that it needs to go. And so I'm just super excited to be here with you today to share some information with you that may or may not affect you right now, but I tell you that we are living in history, like literally living in history. When we were coming up and we were in history class and we were looking at all the things that have happened in the past, you know, you think history is something that you never are really actually a part of. I don't know how to explain it, but we are in the middle of some landmark times and some incredible things that we're going to be able to look back at and our great-grandchildren are going to look at and remember these days. And so with that, um, we're going to, because this is Black History Month, but we're talking about black future as well. And so all of those things mixed together are great. So I am just going to let you all know that we're honoring these last couple of days, several individuals. We were doing one per day, but now since we're up on the end of the month, I want to just let you know that we are honoring Tanya Evans, she's a professor, and we are also honoring a gentleman by the name of Oflo. He has World Star Bitcoin. We honor Natalie Patterson, and she is out of Detroit, Michigan, and she is a crypto educator. Isaiah Jackson, and he wrote the book Bitcoin and Black America. And we also are honoring Reggie Middleton, and some of you may know him as well. But he won the actual patent, ladies and gentlemen. This is a a gentleman that created DeFi, meaning Decentralized Finance. You know, I said we were some smart folks. But this gentleman actually was awarded the patent for the DeFi space, decentralized finance. So really, if he wanted to, he could turn some of these exchanges and some of these cryptocurrencies on their head because they're infringing upon his actual trademarks and copyrights and all the things that he has done, his patents. Uh, And so I'm really excited about Reggie Middleton, and I cannot wait to see what happens here in in the near future. So... As we get into today, boy, today is going to be a day. We're going to call this warning. I'm going to call this show warning because we got a bunch of warnings to give our community today. Not for the bad, but just so you know, we want to make sure that you are always ahead of the crypto curve. Right. So that's what we're here for. So I'm going to share some things with you that have come down the pipe just to make sure that all of you are safe all the time and you know exactly what's going on. But I'm going to go ahead and read my quote. Now, this quote is not a cryptocurrency quote, but it came from Dwight Eisenhower. And some of you may know who this gentleman is, but he basically stated, never let yourself be persuaded that any one great man or leader is necessary to the salvation of America. When America consists of one leader and 158 million followers, it will no longer be America. And so I said that because I am looking around, I am seeing this new, I'm calling them new This this is a new breed of Supreme Court, our Supreme Court justices and just some other things that are going on are just really I don't even have words for some of the things that I'm reading that they're passing and some of the things that they are creating. So specifically, there have been some directives from a couple of judges and we're going to talk about. What that means to the cryptocurrency space when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we got a whole lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580.
0: In a moment, moment. more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580.
2: All right, welcome forward. Welcome forward. Before we get into the real deep conversation, all of this is deep conversations, uh, but before we get into those warnings, I want to really bring out a fabulous article that CNBC did. And usually we will be talking about this as a piece of the news, but I think that this is really critical to the black community. And so for the black community, Bitcoin represents an opportunity for wealth preservation. And that's for those of us that are in the space that are making sure that we are building right now for what the future of our great 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 grandchildren look like. And over the weekend, I had to correct someone that came into my Twitter inbox and telling me that if I weather the storm, which is this bear market, which is what they're considering weathering the storm, when the bull market comes, I will be in a better place. Now, obviously, this gentleman just didn't. Realized who he was talking to. He thought I was in this space jumping in to try to get rich quick. And he was trying to convince me that I needed to uh, hold on because better days were coming. And so I let him know that I am not in this space for the here and now. I am here building a actual financial dynasty or a financial system that my great great grandchildren's children can actually benefit from. So I understand that I may not possibly see the day that Bitcoin hits a hundred million per coin. And I realize that I may not see this whole monetary system built out in its totality. But what I do know is it's here to stay. And if we build, and if we build properly, we are doing something that will help our future and the future children that we are haven't even seen or met as of yet. And so I'm excited about that. And, you know, when we look back at a history and people are building these buildings that take a hundred years or have taken just so many uh, decades to build, they understand that they may not see the beginning of it. But what they do know is that they're building a strong foundation and that everything that's built on top of it will last because of the fact that they have built a strong foundation and made sure that every brick was in place the way that it is and so that's what I feel about cryptocurrency and um, as I read this article that came out on CNBC I think it's really important for us to really understand because the Bitcoin narrative has really veered far away from what the early investors or the creators of Bitcoin envisioned. And that was enabling some economic freedom. And um, in the United States, for many blacks in this community, the narrative is still alive and it is absolutely incumbent upon us to make sure that our community stays focused on it. For those of us that are in the space, Bitcoin's core values were decentralization peer to peer nature, uh, censorship resistance. Um, and really it gets pushed all the way to the side time and time again, as this interest industry tries to grow in to really step into the shoes of what Bitcoin is actually all about. And so a lot of people again, get into this space and they open, on these, they get open with these wallets on these centralized exchanges like Kraken and Coinbase, unfortunately, FTX. And a lot of these places they patronize because, of course, our sports figures or some of our celebrities have told them that these are the best places to do business. And the fact of that matter is, they were paid to tell them to open these accounts. And these companies have been making money hand over fist. And um, we're in the process really of still trying to make sure that everyone is safe. And when they're looking for someplace safe, they think bigger is better. And bigger has been better for years in the regular traditional space. But I will tell you that in this space, bigger is not safest for our community. But... Most people are playing in the speculative speculation game, trading crypto, and then they get on these exchanges instead of transacting directly with another person, which is what Bitcoin was intended to do to cut out the middleman. So there is a long game that we are playing here, particularly for the black community. And thanks to Bitcoin's core value, anyone can store their wealth or move it around on the network and nobody can stop it or control it. Believe that. Trust me on this one. For black people, it is a great, great opportunity because not only is it an opportunity to build wealth, but it also levels the playing field. And we're doing this push for self-sovereignty in our community. Self-sovereignty of our money, self-sovereignty of our food, self-sovereignty of... Of, of our person, I, I we won't get all into that because this is ahead of the crypto curve. But we are pushing sovereignty in our community. And this has got to be a 360 degree approach. But we have to have our economics and our finances in place to do this. And so um, a lot of the history around our community has been around our community being burned down and destroyed. Now, if you know anything about Hill Harper and the Black Wall Street Wallet, which is one of the things that we are working to get our community on, is that he named it the Black Wall Street initially because he wanted to have a digital space that could not be burned down or destroyed. And those are his, uh, those are his exact words about the black wall street wallet. And so there were a lot of different places around this country where black wall street, what there was a massacre. So not just Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1921, where we all know that a white mob burned down the wealthiest black community in the United States, but there were black wall streets all over this country. There was Seneca Village in Manhattan, the first known community of African-American property owners that was destroyed to build Central Park. A lot of people don't know those things. A lot of people don't know about a lot of the cities that are buried under lakes throughout this United States. And these were thriving communities. So when we talk about the Black Wall Street wallet, that is really the the center of why not just because we're supporting a black business but to have the black wall street wallet be something that nobody can take from us or they can't stop it. They can't burn it down. They can't do any of that as it relates to our finances, because that's because Bitcoin is made the way that it is. And so we're really excited about that. Um, But this article actually made mention about Bruce's beach right here in man Manhattan beach, California where Willa and Charles Bruce, um, had their property taken because the County or the city claimed it as eminent domain. They got the land returned last year. And from what I can see, they're selling it back to the city undervalued in my opinion. But uh, with that, there are just a lot of things to learn about the, The reason we need to be self-sovereign, we need to finally have something that no one can take from us, no matter what, unless we decide to give it to them. And so there's a difference in this new self-sovereignty that we're building. But Bitcoin is an asset that you can actually store and hold yourself and no one um, can take it from you. And so it provides a way to be a part of an asset that is globally liquid and we can utilize this i talk about this all the time it is borderless we can go wherever we want whenever we want with with as much as we want and so as we fast forward to today and we look at black people that are still largely starting on their wealth building journey and again we're behind the eight ball the the wealth gap is so massively large we've got to take really big steps to get where we need to get. And so according to the FDIC survey, the proportion of the U S households that were unbanked in 2021 is actually its lowest has been. And four point, uh, since, the bank regulators begin to do a survey in 2009. Now, again, we talk all the time about the matrix and the numbers that they use to come up with these things, but I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt and just say, okay, we have less people that are unbanked, but we still have a massive number of individuals that are unbanked or underbanked uh, in those groups. And so we want to make sure that everyone has an opportunity To participate in this new economy and the things that we are seeing in our financial system are really meant um, to keep banks in control, but we need to keep them or make them accountable and it's a double-edged sword because these financial systems I mean you can you can live without them you can live with them and then sometimes you can't live without them even though you want to and I know it's going to take some time for us to be all the way where we need to be in this space but I'm excited about you know what we are able to or have been able to accomplish with the education of our community. And so I am making sure that we're still pushing the same narrative. We are not get rich quick. We are here for the long haul. We are building something for future generations, and we've just gotta be patient. And uh, transacting in Bitcoin is not really what we want to be doing. And I'm saying we, when I, when I say we, I'm talking about the educators that I know that are all across this country that know that the value of what we have in our hand is not worth spending right now because we've done that in the past and we've seen what that has gotten us. In fact, we'd have more Bitcoin in our arsenal if we had just been patient and held on instead of trying to see how we could spend this thing called Bitcoin. And so we are uh, really ready to keep our communities educated and we're going to do so because Bitcoin has come a long way in the past 14 years. But there's a possibility that uh, crypto is not going to get mass exception as as soon as we thought. Is actually, um, I'm gonna say it's taking a step back as far as mass adoption is concerned, but it's taken about 10 steps forward in people recognizing what it is, where it comes from, and how they need to learn about cryptocurrency. And so we are having all sorts of institutions, all different, John, all. Different Different types of people, all different types of companies that want their employees educated. And so this is a great time to really continue the quest to educate our community. Uh, Bitcoin has the ability to serve those that have been turned away from the formal financial system in several Uh, cases. And so as I stated over and over again, we have clients that come in and they send money home to whatever country that they came from without Western Union, without trans, uh, not trans, um, MoneyGram or Western Union. So they're saving almost 10 to 15 percent when they send that money back home. And then when those people back home go to cash that money out, they're not having to use these check cashing places that take a gouge of that money on the other end as well. And so there's just a lot of different things that can happen. And it's not just about people being in other countries. This is about us really having the autonomy to give money to whomever we want, whenever we want, because it's our money. We earned it. And so I just want to make sure that we're keeping our eye on the prize. We're looking at a five to 10 year um, financial space that we need to be in. I tell anybody and everybody, and I'm going to continue to say it, never invest more than you can afford to lose. This is long term. And I am doing a long term play. And so I have to say that. And so I'm leaning on Bitcoin's key characteristics to get through all of these so-called winters, crypto winters, from the naysayers, anything that could particularly come my way, I am weathering through that storm because I understand that Bitcoin has a fixed supply. And if I am participating in buying a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there, I am going to eliminate its volatility. And so because I know what the price of Bitcoin has done historically, I can look at the last 14 years and say that if the last 14 years looks like the next 14 years, I can really afford to lose $6 a day. I'm going to say lose it because, again, I want everybody to always keep in their brain that anything you invest in, stocks, bonds, any of those things, you're never supposed to invest more than you can afford to lose. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward after news spread. Sports and traffic. We are going to jump into the market updates and things of that nature as it relates to the cryptocurrency space. But I will tell you that I am super excited that blacks in America are having this opportunity for wealth preservation. This is KBLA Talk 1580.
0: The station you turn to when you've had it up to gear with cultural incompetence. KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here.
2: All right, welcome forward. So this second half of the show, I have to have a smile on my face because I had to do some research because I had to go to the United states courts.gov web, website because I really wanted to know what does free speech mean? Among other cherished values, now this is straight from their website, the First Amendment protects freedom of speech. The US Supreme Court, court often has struggled to determine what exactly constitutes protected speech. The following are examples of speech, both direct words and symbolic actions the court has decided are either entitled to the First Amendment protections or not. And it would take me. It's not a lot of things, but it says the First Amendment states in relevant part that Congress shall make no law abridging freedom of speech and so there's a lot of different things that freedom of speech covers they actually come up with about uh seven of them on the website but the the bottom one says it allows you the right to engage in symbolic speech and it says for example burning the flag in protest but that is something that gives people the right of speech. I'm going somewhere with this. And then it says freedom of speech does not include the right to incite imminent lawless action. And we know that obscene material distribution, burning or draft cards of anti-war protests. And then it has some things to do with students to make obscene speech at school sponsored events Uh, Students that advocate illegal drug use at school-sponsored events. But ladies and gentlemen, the courts just added a thing that we cannot do that has to do with freedom of speech. And believe it or not, it has to do with emojis. And if you all don't know what an emoji is, I'm going to tell you you've gotten an emoji before. Let's just say it's your birthday and a friend sends you uh, happy birthday, but it has balloons and a cake and it has something explodes on your cell phone and confetti falls. Those are emojis. Well, there are three emojis that our legislative federal court judges have now deemed an investment or a financial um, financial advising. And if you use these three emojis in any text on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or on the cell phone and someone takes you to court, you will be going to federal jail if you are not a licensed financial advisor. So when I first heard it, I thought somebody was playing a joke because there was no way that our federal government could make us not be able to put these three emojis on anything without having some sort of federal uh, indictment put on us for putting these these emojis out. And so it's an emoji that has the bag of money. And there's another emoji that looks like a rocket going up. And then there's a third emoji. Of like the stock market. So it's a line that goes up and down, and it looks like the stock is going up and off to the to the right. Those three emojis have been deemed. Wow, well, just read it from the former SEC branch chief Lisa Barancia. And it says, A federal court judge just ruled that these emojis, the rocket, the stock market chart and the bag with the dollar sign on it objectively mean one thing a financial return on investments. Users of these emojis are hereby warned of the legal consequences of their use. These emojis rocket ship emojis um, will send you to federal prison as effective last week. And so, um, crypto Twitter went crazy because everybody is laughing initially,' it's even me right now. I cannot express to you how silly this is. A cartoon that they're gonna tell us that we cannot put on the back of anything that we're gonna say. So we may be saying that we're want to take a trip to the moon. And if we put that emoji on there, We will be federally prosecuted. That's what they're basically saying. So, again, Twitter went crazy over the weekend with comments like uh, Dr. Solana um, put a tweet that said, pack your bags, everyone. It's over. And then a bunch of laughs. And then he put the emoji, but it was the stock market going down and not going up because <laughs> he said, "Will the downtrend emoji get me in trouble too. And so everybody has just taken to um, Twitter and have, it's just like a tweet storm. They're saying freedom is. Freedom of speech does not extend to emojis. And so this is going to be very interesting. And so everybody this weekend that I saw that was using those three emoji emojis, I retweeted and sent them the article to the U.S. um, ruling that we will not be able to use those because they are implicating that something is going to go up and we're going to make a lot of money and things of that sort. And so somebody else put rest in peace emojis and projection or speculation of of one's opinions. And so it's just really interesting what is happening and what that presiding judge was actually thinking, because there is going to be a massive amounts of uh, they're gonna have a problem because there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are kicking back against it now. And so uh, I just wanted to share that with you all that may be using this, these three emojis, and you think it's harmless. Well, effective immediately, it's not harmless. And, you know, they come after us before they come after other people. So don't use those emojis because you'll probably get tried long before Sam Bankman Freed will. And, you know, he just ripped off billions of dollars. But you put this little emoji in your on your social media and you're going to be in trouble as well. So I just wanted to share that with you all. I know it's not funny. It's not funny that they are taking so many freedoms and just really turning this into uh, a, a real problem. And especially for our youth because a lot of our youth are not going to know that, These three emojis could get them a actual some sort of federal prosecution if they're telling their friends, hey, go buy this stock. And they put that um, emoji on there. You know, if they're on, I don't know, any of these platforms that these kids are working on. So we we got a job to do to let people know about these three emojis because they're serious about it. And we're making jokes and we're smiling and laughing. But when it comes to our community, it's serious. We want to make sure that nobody gets in trouble because what the judge will always and can always say is that ignorance is no excuse of the law. So uh, for the law. And so we're going to make sure that we get this information out. But well, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we are going to talk about another warning that was issued to the people in the cryptocurrency space. And this isn't a blatant warning. This is a warning of something that I want to share because I've seen this happen before. So when we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580.
0: All New money. New money, we've got you covered. Keep it locked to the Midday Money Chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA, KBLA Talk 1580.
2: Talk All right, welcome forward. So this next warning that I am going to give you is only because I've been in this space for so long and I've seen this over and over and over and over again. And so anytime... There is a pullback on something in the space. You not only need to be careful about the actual thing they're pulling back against, but all the parties that are involved. And so, Coinbase is going to suspend Binance USD stablecoin, saying that it doesn't meet listing standards. So, at first thought, let me just tell you what you need to be paying attention to. For those of you that invested in Coinbase, I'm saying that this suspension of this Binance coin may possibly kind of mess with some of the things around the Coinbase stock. But I know for sure it's going to affect people that are on Coinbase.com, Coinbase Pro, Coinbase Exchange and Coinbase Prime. So what a lot of our community doesn't realize that there are four different entities under Coinbase, but not only that Binance. When people start to delist those types of cryptocurrencies that are tied to exchanges, those exchanges experience some sort of financial decline as well. So if you have or are holding Binance USD, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not telling you to trade it, to sell it, to buy. I'm not telling you any of that, but I'm telling you to be very vigilant to watch what is happening as Coinbase suspends them off their platform. And that's going to happen on March the 13th. And so nothing really to affect the cryptocurrency market, but those people holding Binance USD, I think that one, coinbase delist that coin is going to happen to several other exchanges and so there may not be any liquidity for that binance usd stable coin i'm just saying so just pay attention to that and then as it relates to um binance specifically nothing is going to happen with their exchange but because a lot of people invested in Binance because Binance had this stable coin that was backed by whatever it's backed by or pegged to. I don't even know if it's pegged to or backed by. But when they reviewed this Binance USD, they determined that it no longer met their listing standards. And that's because the SEC is coming after everyone that is selling securities and are unlicensed advisors, et cetera, et cetera. And so these are things to just be watching in this space because when things start to get list delisted and uh, companies are involved directly, then there are a lot of things that could happen around, you know, them losing money on their stocks as well as that particular cryptocurrency that is being delisted because a lot of people are going to be trying to get out of that coin. And if you're one that needs to get out of that coin, you need to do it before the masses do that because that starts to drop the price. So just wanted to give you that warning so you know what's going on in that space. And when we come forward, we will jump into our market update because we haven't talked about the price of Bitcoin today and what's happening on the exchanges or not on the exchanges on the market. So we are going to look at that when we come forward. This is KBLA Talk fifteen
0: eighty. You're linked to the midday money chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. Broadcasting live from Lamar Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio, KBLA Talk 1580.
2: All right, welcome forward. So let's look at the market update really quickly. Right now, today, Bitcoin is trading at twenty three thousand three hundred and ninety three dollars. It is up in the last hour point four eight percent, and in the last twenty four hours, is down eight point seven percent excuse me 0.87% so not exactly 1% and then in the last seven days it's down 5.67% Ethereum is at $1,626 it's up in the last hour 0.40% down in the last 24 hours 0.96% and in the last seven days it's down 4.5%. Six percent, And as I stated, ladies and gentlemen, I really feel like we're going to continue in this crypto winter for some time. And I think it's a good thing because it gives us an opportunity for the space to become silent again, for educators to educate, for get rich, quick people to get out of the way. And really understand what this technology is about and what we are actually building because it is incredible. And I'm super excited about it. So, ladies and gentlemen, this coming month, we have several things that you really would like to get involved in. Uh, If you're going to be in the Chicago area, I'll be there on the 17th and the 18th. We will be 17th, 18th, and 19th. We will be doing limitless for women in Chicago. You can look at my social media and find that. We're also doing a crypto essentials and that's a two hour online zoom where you can really get and dig deep in the cryptocurrency space. We're going to go through some things and we're also going to do a ledger in me 123. Now, if you are going to sign up for the ledger in me, a ledger is where you store your seed words to keep your bitcoin in your own private wallet having access through it through the ledger wallet but i would like for you to please have that ledger wallet in your hand before you register for the ledger and me and you can send me a text message and i can give you the link for the ledger And I can also give you a link for those things that we just talked about, but we want to make sure that in March, we are working hard to really continue to educate ourselves, to really position ourselves where our Bitcoin is safe and nobody can get to it at all. By any means, nobody can get to your Bitcoin if you have it stored properly. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to continue to ensure that each and every one of us are positioned because this is a wealth transfer that is happening, whether we like it or not. And this is a digital revolution that is happening, whether we like it or not. And just the fact that, um, you know, emojis are being talked about in court, and we're being told that we cannot use them to describe cryptocurrency That lets us know that we're in the right place at the right time because everything that we can do uh, that they can try to control they are but you know we we're always again knowing what we should be doing and what we shouldn't and we also know that nobody is uh, an expert in any of these spaces, so nobody can even actually tell you if it's going to go up or go down. It's just like any stock that you buy, it's just like anything that you do. It's going to have its ebbs and flows. And ladies and gentlemen, you cannot depend on somebody's Twitter handle or somebody's social media platform to lead you all the way to wealth. You've got to do some things yourself. You've got to do your due diligence and you have got to make sure you know, because you know, ladies and gentlemen. And so as we move into the space of just understanding this new digital era, this new judicial uh, system that we got going on where they're just recalling and pulling back stuff that's been in place for 50 years nothing should surprise us anymore so we're going to do our daily dollar cost average right now ladies and gentlemen on the black wall street wallet and what i'd like for you to do if you haven't already done so please download the, the black wall street wallet on it's in your app store or on your uh Android or your Play Store, you can download it, but we're going to do a dollar cost average. A dollar cost average a day keeps poverty away, and that's buying a small amount of Bitcoin daily if you can afford to lose that little bit that you're putting away daily, but I do $6 a day, and I am really doing this for my great-great-grandchildren, and so I know I may never see this money or the fruits of my labor right now. But that's what I'm willing to sacrifice for future generations and to leave a legacy in my family. So ladies and gentlemen, you will have to go on to the Black Wall Street Wallet and do your $6 today or week or month or however you're doing it. But we are making way for the D.L. Hughley Show. I want to say thanks to each and every one of you for rocking with me today. Your host, Naja Roberts on Ahead of the Crypto Curve. Where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you.
1: You're listening to Naja Roberts on the head of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms at Naja Roberts, no underscores, no dots. No numbers, just Naja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Learn or get left behind. Create your own economy.
0: Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.